Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we go into the second show of 1989 from January 14, 1989. We're talking some NWA Saturday night on TBS. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper for another run through the NWA on Saturday night. Doc, what's up, man? How you doing? Let's be great, dude. Yeah. Let's be great. Man, I ain't never, I'm never leaving the house. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> I have gotten good at this shit. Okay, uh, and here's a shoot. Here's a shoot. I got to make a, a trip to the dentist on Friday. That will be the first time I have been in a building besides my house in over two months. Jesus Christ. Really? Uh, For real. Not me. That's a shoot. Nice. All right. I can, I'm like a damn bear. I can hibernate for the winter, pal. <laughs> you haven't gotten gas or anything? I Okay. So we've done a couple of drive-by birthday parties and stuff. I told, <laughs> and I, I keep a triple meter on my each tank of gas just to see how I'm doing on my mileage there, pal. And uh, I can tell you that since the second week of March, I've driven 80 miles. Oh, God damn. Man, yeah. you can take. I. It ain't hard to contact. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't hard to contact trace me, pal. I've been in the same <laughs> spot, just wandering around this little plot of land. Now I will tell you this: once these sports get back online soon and we start being great again, it's a wrap. I don't ever have to leave. All right. Get us, well, get us some basketball. Finish the season. Start up some baseball. Finish up that soccer, and you know we're getting ready for some football practices. And speaking of uh, practicing, uh, Harper has been doing a lot of practicing lately uh, with uh, lawnmower plugs. Harper, how you doing, man? Hanging in there? I'm doing great, man. Sitting here living the dream. How's the um, boom, boom? You know, how's the the doing great? Yeah, you still uh still knocking that thing down or what? Yeah, you still balls deep in Brown Town. Balls to the wall. (laughs) Hear that song? Yeah, except. Balls to the wall. They were like a little rip-off AC, German ACDC. Yeah. I don't know who yeah. that is. Except? Yeah, I have no clue. What do you want me to do? What do you want from me, pal? It's the first of the month. Yeah, wake bones, up, wake, yeah, up, wake, wake up, up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Got my stimulus check. 
I think it was my friend. My mom said this too at one point. I think it was my friend's mom was like, why are y'all listening to a song about welfare? <laughs> like what? Oh yeah. We live, we live in Gentilly. What do you want us to do? <laughs> yeah. Live in a dream, brother. What happened to Dana Brooks face? She's, I don't know. It's just, I don't understand, bro. I could see if you were born with some hair. I don't know. Yeah, or like a, I don't want is it a deformity or or a, something and you got it fixed or if you were in a car wreck and you need a plastic surgery. But if there's nothing wrong, it's like if you buy a car and you get new tires on it and you drive on those tires for two days and you get new tires again, it's like you don't need it. You just got there. You, there is no wear on your tires. Yeah, don't, don't put it on your. Don't mess up your face. Use yeah, that on your on your tits. Because then it, it's it's there forever. Because I mean, once you start fucking with, with that shit, there is no reversal. It, it, if you try to reverse it, you're gonna look, be like fucking Kenny Rogers or like Jerry Lawler. Yeah, you're gonna look like a goddamn space alien from fucking X Files. <laughs> Who's ever had facial plastic surgery that you go, mm, that was an improvement? Yeah, exactly. No one. It's not like a tit job or shit like that. It's it just it it when you fuck with your face <laughs> and there's no reason to, especially when you're in, in your thirties. Stop. I guess they're just so fucking insecure, or I, I don't know, man. It's just there's just no need for that. I feel like her, think- I feel like her and Charlotte Flair have, uh, you know frequent flyer cards they get like miles or whatever yeah at the, at the plastic surgery i'll never get the plastic surgery thing unless like I'm hopper get, said you I'm need getting it the for... sense, i'm getting the sense that we're gonna have a classy episode the rest of the way coming up we've talked about um plastic surgery we need to cover some death look out folks i would never bro like like i would never get hair plugs i would never get that i would should... never no you should get one on each, each ass cheek. <laughs> I'm with I'm with Harper. I don't I, I I will I will never get the plastic surgery that people get. I understand if you've had like an accident and sure 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 sure. Reconstructive surgery is different than yeah. cosmetic enhancement. I haven't seen Dana Brooks' face though to see whatever the hell he's talking about, dude. He made well because I because when I heard this, that's the first thing I went and googled her. I'm like, uh, yeah, she looks like one of those fucking Bravo Channel broads. <laughs> one of those housewives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I I, so, I I haven't I haven't seen it yet. I mean, she she was an attractive girl. I don't, I I don't know. I can remember in the early saying, days. That it, I wouldn't kick her out the bed by any stretch of the imagination. But it's just it it wasn't needed. Yeah. I agree. Well, we're off to a hot running start here, boys. So now let's just go keep around the horn and say R.I.P. Shad Gaspark. Yeah, that sucks, man. Dude, that that's up. God. He got stuck in the fucking riptide. Man, but you know what? He was a hero because he was yelling for the lifeguard to save his son. Because you know Mike would have been like, let that little motherfucker drown. I'm the menace. It's nice, Doc. You're an asshole. I'm, 
I'm just saying. You got to hey, swim sideways to get out of a riptide. Every time I see, every time I see the street profits, I think, boy, Crime Time did this better. That was a serious race, racist gimmick, too. It was, huh? Crime Time. Think about it. Yeah. I mean, it's a ripoff off of freaking In Living Color. Yeah, but they were thieves. Yeah, I I know. That's what it that it was a ripoff. At least I always saw it that way. It was a ripoff of off of a skit they used to do on In Living Color with the uh god, what was in it? it was Damon Wayans and and um what's his name? But they they would do that. They would do the whole skit that every skit you saw Crime Time do, they they did. But yeah, it, it was very much that. I mean, listen to their name. Crime Time. I mean, come on, man. Hey, I'll be back in just a minute. Y'all, y'all pay proper tribute here. Hey, to this. I got to step will. out. I'll be right back. Go ahead. So, um, yeah, that 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 was meant, dude. That's terrible. Yeah, he drowned. It, it, it is. Uh, it makes me think. Why didn't fucking two two lifeguards swim out or something? I I, I don't know. I don't know this, uh, that. Like, yeah, I haven't read the specifics, but it made me wonder. Like, was was the lifeguard? Was he? He couldn't have been on a jet ski or anything. He must right. have been he must have been swimming and had a flotation device and could only get to to the, the sun and it must have only been one one person and he and he, he he could have he had to only have like one flotation device in that And the could thing have been. I'm thinking, bro, there's no way if he gave the kid the flotation device how is he going to bring him back? No, that's not. That motherfucker was who? Who? Uh, Chad? Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think he must have like grabbed the kid and then using the the I don't know what it's called, but there's a yeah, there's a way like you that fucking to... orange thing for fucking Baywatch. Yeah, no, but I mean, he had the kid and he's swimming and he's pulling him away with the flotation and i'm sure that was a struggle in itself yeah and then he was gonna come back because it was only one of him to co- to go get shad and he and when he went back you know he he was obviously gone i, yeah. I don't know i mean like i i don't i know i don't think there's footage or anything of it all but like i, I i'm guessing that's what went down because because you know we don't know anything else at least at the time of us recording this on may 20th we don't we don't know it but it that yeah. sucks that yeah. sucks big time that's sad it's, it's terrible, man. He was thirty nine, man. I mean, I think about that's like, God, wasn't even forty yet. That's young. <sighs> All right. Well, I hate to move along, but uh, to bring the show up, I want to uh, give some shout outs. Shout out to our largest pen- trait. I can't even get it out. Shout out to our largest patron contributors monthly. Disrespectfully, classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, and Mike Childry, and Joe Weiss. Thank you for your generous support. Each generous support each and every month, and uh, one new patron member this week, uh, listener on Podbean, titled "I Want My 999 Back," signed up, and this listener is now a BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member. So thank you very much for signing up. Uh, he signed up on Podbean. Hey, if you make the move to Patreon, you get the video versions of these as well. But thank you, we appreciate you signing up, and welcome to the BTT Hall of Fame. If you're on Twitter, uh, shoot me a tweet at Mike Five Hundred Four Saints or at BTT underscore Podcast with your Twitter handle, and I'll shout that out on air. Doc, are you back yet? No. Okay, so he must. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping he'd be back so he could tell the story about his kid uh, singing Zach Ryder's. 
theme song and getting in trouble with his wife. And whoa, whoa, pop. whoa. <laughs> Something about some hoskies. Yeah, it was, it was, it, that, it was, it was really good. All right. So um, while Doc is filling in, I do have one other thing. He's going to talk about this, but I did want to shout out another five star review on Apple Podcasts. So if you've given us a review lately, we appreciate it. But um, this five star review, and of course, now it's not coming up. Great. There it is. God damn. All right. By CHBG24. I think that's our buddy Craig Norman on Facebook, but I'm not 100% sure. He gave a five star review. It says, Be great. And then Kenny Byersdorf, he takes a shot at you. I don't know why. He says, this Byersdorf clown needs to go back to his meth trailer and let the real leader of the Dockaholics reign. Okay, Craig, we appreciate that. Thanks for the five-star review. But leave Kenny alone. He's a good man. And Kenny gave us the last five-star review, so we appreciate that. There you go. Um, so that's that. What do Doc, we get with back. that? What, uh, we get a five-star review. That's what we get with that. We get five whole stars on Apple Podcasts, Harper. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, if Doc's not back, Harper, I guess we'll just jump into this and then we'll uh, yeah. get to whatever he's got. So, all right. Here Shit's we go. heating up, bro. Shit's heating up. Shit is heating up big time. Whoa. I got to get the video version started. Hold on one second. Let me pull that shit up. Living the dream, brother. This is what happens when the host is not prepared, which I seem to not be right now. But I was hoping I had a little bit more time with Doc, but I guess not. And it's taking forever to pull up. But again, we're doing January the 14th, 1989. Harper, uh, before I get this video thing launched, uh, you want to elaborate on how it's heating up? Well, we got, I mean, you start off with a title match straight from Jump Street for the U.S. Uh, t- heavyweight title with uh, Barry versus uh, Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, they don't do an opening at all. They go straight uh-uh. to the ring with Tony Schiavone as the ring announcer. He announces uh, Barry Wyndham versus Eddie Gilbert, and Barry is still the U.S. heavyweight champion. And, boy, Barry was bumping his tail off for Eddie in in this match. Uh, that clothesline at the very beginning from Gilbert was something else. Uh, they, you're right. They, they really are heating things up, man. They're 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 jumping right into this episode this week. Yeah, we get uh we get some good stuff, man. What what did you have from this, if anything? I mean, this is great. You're gonna start off with a fucking great match like this, and and getting. I never even fucking realized all this time. There's no ring announcing. Oh, how they just go to the ring, huh? Right. I was like, I was like, why is Tony Schiavone doing? I was like, fuck, they don't, they don't do this. And I was yeah. like, fuck, I never even fucking noticed that. Because what they always do is, let's say Schiavone is opening a show with Jr. or or if it was David Crockett or or whoever through the years, he would open the show, and maybe there's a promo that somebody walks out, cut a promo, and then from there, it's. All right, let's go to the ring for our first match. And and all they do is show the graphic of who's going to be in the first match. And that's yeah. it. They never have, like, nobody ever ring announces. So, yeah, it is. it does kind of like, you're like, wait, all this time? They didn't have no ring announcer? And here you go. You get a ring announcer. It, it's very much a, it's very, it's kind of weird when you think about it. Because we, we don't even think about the fact that we didn't have anybody announcing in the studio. Or ring announcing. Uh, is yeah. What I mean. Um. 
But no, this was something else, man. I mean, this match starts off, like I said, it, you'll watch it if you see it on the video version that the Patreon members can get at tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. But Eddie Gilbert, for a little bitty guy, man, he's kind of bumping the hell out of Barry Yeah. in the beginning of this thing, man. I, I just was highly entertained by that. Yes, uh, I thought great. that was. I love their it, strikes. Oh, man. Again, and, and so I had a note. Can you imagine if this match right here was in front of one of those live crowds that we saw in 86 and 87 when they'd go to the little folk, the, you know, the smoke filled arenas. And yeah, I mean, it, it's great, but God, I can only imagine if it was in, if it was in one of the arenas, like, look at that right there. Did you see that bump Barry took for, for Gilbert? Yeah. Shit. Um, about midway through this thing, Flair comes down to ringside and he's monitoring the situation. And I thought JR was great on commentary explaining that Flair would only be down here if he was really worried. And I think that there is something to that. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that, Harper? No. All right. Uh, after going about 12 minutes or so, Flair interferes, jumps Gilbert. Flair and Wyndham end up beating down Gilbert and they leave him laid out in the ring. Uh, any thoughts on how they did the finish here? You gotta, you gotta figure, Hopper. They weren't gonna give anything away. Yeah, they were just gonna. They were, they were gonna kind of. I was waiting for uh, JJ to get in there or something, and Diggles wrecked for the rescue. Yeah, you had to figure they weren't gonna give anything away. I mean, no. it's like, you know, up, what's they're up? not gonna. Oh, yeah, look who's back! Hey, hey, you know, that's what happens when you have a. 65-year-old black man that mows your grass and your buddies with him. But then uh, Mrs. Duck doesn't like the way he cuts the grass today for the first time in four years. And uh, he came back over because he's a my buddy and uh, explained to me what he had done, which makes good sense. Why do you so, have to point out that he's a black man? Um, Why he's trying to prove he's not racist. Yeah, you sound like the typical white person that's like, yeah. shit, I ain't racist. I done had six black people in my house this right. year. Motherfucker, yeah, if you so, know how many black folks been in your house, you racist like a mother. Between you and him, I figured I'm covered. <laughs> when the race war comes out, I have a couple of places to go. <laughs> so I, you know, you know how it is when you have to navigate that kind of thing and be like, look, hold on. So, um... We're we're talking about Gilbert and Wyndham here, huh? Yeah. Hey, man, this was a much better match than uh, uh than anything we saw last week in a recap. I was Fuck excited. Yeah. Hey, could you go back to uh, four minutes and ten seconds for me? You came at the right time because I was literally about to wrap up the the, the match. Four minutes and yeah. what ten? Yeah, I always like that head scissors escape right there. Always thought that was a good move. You know who was really good at that? Kevin Von Erich. Mm, he was all right. Hey, look, he stayed in on his head. I love mm -hmm. that. That's a that's a nice little move there. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I noticed, and I don't know why it struck me in this match, but these are two, would you say, very upper mid-card performers? Very upper. Very they're, upper. Yeah. They're, they're borderline. They're upper. Well, Barry's yeah. upper, if you ask me. How many, tattoos, how many tattoos do you see there? Zero. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Why do you say that's weird? You ever seen Aleister Black? What the hell's that got to do with this? 
man, those guys today are just like super tats, and these guys I mean, don't have any. I mean, that's the world now. Yeah, that's the world. That that's the world now. I'm gonna go outside and yell at some clouds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Doc, keep going. What do you have? Hopper, Hopper and I were really about to wrap up this uh, match, but that's some okay. good stuff. Um, did we get a superplex somewhere in there? Somewhere. I don't have the time. That's for a that's a big move for studio. I was afraid yeah. they were going to hit the lights like Rick did a few months ago. When he kicked the feet on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I, I when I got back, I heard Harper saying, you know, Rick comes out because, you know, they weren't going to let it go to a finish. But is it weird in 89 for the world champ to come out and interfere in a studio match? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, it could be weird, but I understand because JR explained it well. He said, um, you know, Flair wouldn't be down here unless he was worried, which... You know that makes kind of that makes sense. That, that part makes sense, but, but you know, and then here's something that really bothered me. Tony at some point says, "Well, this is because Rick had slapped Eddie earlier." Oh shit! They're messing with the the order of the show, right? Um, it, who's they? Goddamn pal pronouns. The WWE. I don't know. I, I'd have. I can look on the. I have the actual footage from when it aired. So may, I don't. But I, I'd have to look at it. I don't know. Maybe or maybe they're just airing it out of sequence. That's entirely yeah. possible. Oh yeah, that's true, huh? Because I, I don't think so, Doc. I, I mean, they literally went straight straight to this. Like the opening happened, and we hear the music, and then we're we're in the ring waiting on Tony I to know. announce it. So I don't. I, mean, I, I just think they aired it out of order. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think that company we're talking about fudged with it. Okay. You know the other thing I liked in this match is that Eddie Gilbert's not that big of a guy, but I didn't notice it in the match too much because he wrestled big. Well, yeah, he's Gilbert. He ain't putting up with no bull. Well, not everybody big. does that. He wrestled big, and Eddie's a little dude, but he wrestled big. Uh, what else you got, Doc? Um, good match, man. I had fun with this. I told Harper, imagine if this was '86 or '87, and we were in one of those smoke-filled arenas. Jesus Christ, that have been dripped in sweat, and yeah, the crowd be going fucking crazy. I mean, y'all remember that stuff? Like, mm-hmm. how could uh, I forget? Yeah, shit was great, man. With the rock and roll. Oh, that rock and roll express and Ole and Arn match. Jesus yeah. Lord. Those people would be, were just amazing. Get them, Rick. It's really crazy to think that Arn, Arn and Tully are never going to be back together on our screen. Uh, not yeah, true. No. no. Not true. Oh. In 90, Ole is back for a short time with Arn. I said Arn and Tully. Together. Oh. You see? I thought Jesus you said Ole and Arn. I thought you said Ole and Arn. This is so difficult to work with. God damn! I thought bro. you said Ole and Arn. You know, this is like wrestling. We need to help each other. You know, maybe you could help. You know, go up for the the moves. Okay, Mister Blown Spot. Instead of dead weight. Mm, that's nice. All right, so Rick interferes in this. They went about twelve minutes before Rick interfered. 
And when Flair interfered and jumped Gilbert, Flair and Wyndham beat down Gilbert and they leave him laid out. Remember that? They left poor old Eddie laid out. And, Doc, anything else before we go to JJ's promo? No, I think we're ready. All right, so let's hear. Let me tell you all something. Enjoy it because JJ is not long for this promotion. Jesus. Yeah, that's what I was wondering too. It's it's by him to uh, hit the road. Got to get Hero Matsuda in here. It's about to happen. It ain't too much further off. So let's hear what JJ's got to say. Okay, sign to the U.S. champion. JJ, you've led some very unprovoked attacks and some dastardly acts on a lot of people. This is uncalled for. How do you justify this? I justify it because I have a very busy schedule handling all the commitments of the world heavyweight champion. I have a very busy schedule handling all the commitments of the United States heavyweight champion. And week in and week out, this so-called hot stuff Eddie Gilbert keeps coming out, issuing challenges, eating a valuable television time, and frankly, I got bigger and better things to take care of. I don't have time to mess with him. And now, from what I see, he's no longer going to be a problem, and you can just add his name to the list along with Dusty Rhodes, Bam Bam Bigelow, Lex Luger, Sting, and a bunch of other losers that we have taken care of. This is a man that would obviously not go down at all to Barry Windham, and they are coming. Uh, they're so arrogant that they want to talk about it. They just want to smile and gloat and walk off. Fans, Magnum TA will be talking to the American Dream Dusty Rhodes when we come back. All right, Doc, any thoughts on uh, J.J. Dillon? J.J.'s a busy man. He's He doesn't have time for this. He's spending his whole day negotiating with Connecticut. Harper, <laughs> uh, your thoughts? Yeah, he don't got time to deal with, deal with these little shitheads like fucking Eddie Gilbert. Fucking turd. Turd. That's nice. That's Go nice. back to Memphis, bro. Come on. Broski. Broski. All right. Any thoughts well, before we keep going? Well, it's on in the ring now, pal. Yeah, look at that. Here we go. Here well, we go. Well, would you look at what we have here? We have Michael P.S. Hayes, no surprise, uh, versus our old friend from Smoky Mountain Wrestling, the ridiculous, most ridiculous, Paul Lee. Not Paul E. Paul Lee, as in L-E-E. This crowd was on fire cheering for Hayes yeah. enjoying this beatdown, but Doc, your thoughts on this shit. Why, why is he moonwalking in 1989? Shut up. <laughs> I, gear, I bet he's moonwalking in 2020. Yeah. What a stupid looking suits that he wears. Hey, 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 hey. Oh. Have some, some respect. Paul Lee. That guy used to just Continually wear out his tailbone, taking missing those butt those first fucking leg drops. Yeah, Dude, do y'all remember those stupid spots? He, he would do the whole Ric Flair thing in those Smoky Mountain matches, and we would just die laughing. Like, look at this clown! And like, here's the thing: right here, he's nowhere near as ridiculous as he is in Smoky. No, he's a normal guy. Yeah, he's, he's just, just a, smoke. yeah. He's just a, an enhancement talent with baby blue tights on right now. So, Michael Hayes, is that he got a special perm? Is that what that is? Why do you call it a special perm? I don't know. His hair looks frizzier than normal. Uh, 
He may have been banging in the back and got all sweaty. Who knows? What? 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 We're here to do oh. a job, not do a bunch of banging, okay? <laughs> says the guy who says that Stan was yeah. getting his swerve on in the back. You know, look, look at this move right now. Watch Hayes wiggle his hips after he plants Paulie. Dude, why are you wiggling your hips like that to a man? Oh. Hey. Man, it's a damn dick dancer parade in the NWA these days. <laughs> Who do you Bobby, think was better, him or Stan? Or Bobby oh. Fulton. Oh, yeah, that's true. Bobby Fulton. Fuck, that's true, huh? Goddamn. Hopper asked the question, who is better, Hayes or, or Stan with the dick dancing? Definitely Stan. It's hard to go against Stan. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Like, how do you go against Stan, especially nowadays, knowing all the stories you know? That was one like of that, the best patron episodes ever when me, you, and Bobby did the top five rat bangers of all time, and we had the same top three. <laughs> That's very true. Like, amazing. And, and Bobby. And we, and we figured it was going to happen that way. So we started at one and went to five instead of starting at five and going to one. I don't remember that. It's on YouTube, though. I, I posted that show on YouTube, if anybody out there, because uh, I have no clue what episode it was on uh, years ago, but it is on YouTube if you want to go to our YouTube channel. TinyURL.com slash BTT YouTube, and you you can find it there. Doc, any other thoughts on Michael Hayes and uh, Paul Lee? Not Nature Boy Paul Lee at this time, just Paul Lee. Um. No, I mean, here's the thing. He's kind of ridiculous, and he's a little dated here. But, man, Michael Hayes is just a force. He is charismatic. He's the guy we need. Yeah, I like having a guy like him in the, in the territory. Yeah, I was glad to see him show up. Hell, yeah, yeah. and it was something new. I mean, mm -hmm. he was probably tired of tag teaming with Steve do it to it Cox down in Dallas for no money. Wait till you see, I posted it on, on Twitter a couple weeks back. I was like scanning some of the episodes that are coming up uh -oh. and, and I stumbled across a promo with Hayes and JYD mm. and I can't wait till we get to it. Why? They're making fun of Japanese people. It is oh, nice. It's they're so a, terrible. They're they're our friends now. That that we've put to, all of our problems behind us. It's so bad they had the they they silenced what Hayes said, but you can Gee. read his lips and uh, figure it out. I but, know what he said. Uh oh, what is it? It's a term they used to use during World War Two, but now it's like frowned upon. Yeah, but he goes further than that. Oh, oh no! But What's it's funny. Like no. <laughs> You shouldn't go. You'll see than that. when when you see it. You're gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But it is Harper is gonna. Y'all are gonna lose your minds. Y'all gonna be like, what the? There's nothing worse than racism in the real world, and there's nothing better than racism in wrestling. <laughs> it's the worst, man. It's like, like, and then the thing is, is like, so you got Hayes, who's a white man. You got JYD, who's an African American man. And, and actually, what 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 JYD does is worse than Hayes. But oh, we'll, no. we'll get to it. It's, it's so bad. It's so bad. 
<laughs> so bad. Anyway, let's go to Michael Hayes now. He's got something to say after his match. That's Tony Schiavone indeed. A very exciting team in the making here. Michael P.S. Hayes and a junkyard dog. We talked about the dog. He will be in St. Louis this Friday night to go for the big money. And nature boy Rick Flair. This is down in the valley deep. They'll set a bad mother sitting at the dog's feet. But every dog needs a bone to chew on. And I have fucked myself a bigger, bigger bone. But the thing that's beating my mind more than anything else is the United States heavyweight tag team championship around the devil's waist. And that mean, nasty Steve, Dr. Deathway. But Hayes, somebody got to fly. Aha, talk to him, dog. Guess what? Trouble's back in town, baby. That's right. Michael P.S. Hayes. The showstopper, nothing sexier, nothing higher. And I'm back, and people are wondering, why would the dog and Michael Hayes team up? They set attendance records with the most brutal feud ever in the South. Well, that's for us to find out, because we already know that's how you're going to find out. And understand this, that Dr. Death is a big bad machine but machine is a key word here because a machine a machine cannot adapt and it cannot change a game plan that's why you run by that evil mind kevin sullivan but you look in these eyes right here jack you ain't looking at no choir boy but you remember this when you talk about dog you talk about ps heaven don't want us and hell's afraid we'll take over now Right now, you've got the United States title. It doesn't mean we don't want the World Tag Team title, but we ain't going nowhere. I'm perched with the dog right here at home in Atlanta, Georgia. I am the free bird, and this is the dog. And like I said, on the day I was born, the nurses all gathered round. They gazed in wild wondering, and the joy they had found. The head nurse spoke up. She said, leave that one alone. She could tell right then, I was bad to the bone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back right after this. Heaven don't want us, and hell's afraid we'll take over. Jesus Christ. Hawker. What a lot. We talked about this a few months ago on some show. I don't remember if it was Smokey or here. Not this promo, but that line. Harper, what'd you think about this? It just that used to be a bumper sticker in like <laughs> every truck stop or gas station. I remember a friend of mine had I remember they used to have like those those fucking blue light posters. Yeah. With like, you know, fucking heavy metal or like a dragon or some shit. He had one of those on his wall. It, it was a Grim Reaper. And it said that. Classy. Yeah, real classy. I think when we talked about it a couple months back, because somebody said it or something, and I don't remember if it was Smokey or here, uh, Steven Javorski cranked one off and posted a a. a, a either a poster or a t-shirt with that line. I was like, yeah, so the, the minute I heard old. it, the minute I heard it again, I was like, Jesus Christ. That's so good. Yeah. Heaven don't want us and hell's afraid we'll take over. Uh, the day I was born, the nurse said, leave that one alone. Uh, Why? Tell him, baby. Tell yeah, him. And then, Dog is the hype man. You tell him, yeah, 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 yeah. Every dog needs a bone to chew on. Oh my God. Where's Nick? Where's uh Ivan? 
God, imagine them two with fucking Ivan. That would just be like, what the fuck? Well, a minute ago it was Russia and the dog, and now it's the Freebirds and the dog. What, this is it's a lot better. Yeah, but what's going on? Uh, what's going on is uh, everything was not airtight, brother. Everything was airtight. <laughs> oh, now we got Randy Hogan in the ring and Mike Collins versus Dr. Death and Kevin Sullivan. And Randy Hogan was just dropped on his neck on the top rope. Doc, any other thoughts on what's going on here? <laughs> Does Rotundo have a water bottle here? Yeah, yeah, yes. one of them. They got one in a in a corner. What did did it say? Rat squirt on it. It, it had something on it. <laughs> I thought it said rat squirt. No, it like didn't. Maybe that was that was their special, you know, their secret ingredient. Their special sauce is that they drink rat squirt before the match. Oh. Well, you've been there. You how was it? Rat squirt. Yeah, you were banging one of your rats and she squirted on you. How did that taste? It's a little tangy. Right. So that's like it tastes like crab ball. Right. So it's kinda like the pickle juice for the football <laughs> yeah. players. Crab boil. Wow. Right, Mike. Uh I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> crab boil does not taste like rat juice, imagine, but whatever. Imagine some old wrestlers coming out there with rat squirt in their bottle. It says something, but I can't see it. It's I one swear. of those old. It's, all, it's one of those old football gimmicks. Yeah, football I swear bottle, it's rat squirt. <laughs> Dude, now I want to zoom in on see. it. You can't. It's Why not? too like small. That guy does not want to get in the Dude, ring. He... <laughs> <laughs> Watch this is going to be a long show tonight. I can tell. Watch <laughs> this guy when he gets tagged. <laughs> He's like, um. God damn it. Okay, okay, now? Now? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the guy wanted, his name is Mike Collins. I don't remember seeing him before. And now he goes to the woe. The trio woe. That's yeah, no, this move is no joke, by the way. No, nah, that, that, that's not that bad. Yeah, because all depends he's doing on, is putting his hip into him. It's not... Depends. If you're Mike Collins or... Chris Benoit banging his wife. Come on, you see? What is wrong with you? What? I don't, I'll i hmm. never know how he allowed that to, to go on. That, who allowed what? Did you watch that retirement match when they had that? Oh, the, the match with Sullivan and Benoit? Yes. When they slammed his head in the bathroom stall? Yes. That was phenomenal. The- they beat the piss out of each other. That's great. We need to do a we need to do a watch along. They that whooped was, each other's asses. They whipped each other's asses. Do you do you know what match we were talking about, Hopper? It was during the Monday uh-huh. Wars. Yeah. yeah. Sullivan was, and Sullivan and Benoit had this this uh basically a brawl. I mean it was they went all around the arena. They went in the stall and was it Benoit that slammed the door on Sullivan's head, Doc? No. It was it, Sullivan. It was the other way around? Yeah. Dude, that, I don't know how they get, you can't gimmick that. That shit look like it. Boing! Okay. Okay, uh, hold on. I'm about to get a zoom in on that bottle. Um, give me one second. Give me, okay. just give me a second. I bet it says rat squirt. Go, um, what do y'all have from the promo? Let's see. Hold the, on. I'm going to, give me nothing. a second. Give My second. note was, does that say rat squirt? All right, hold up. 
Well, we're waiting now. Well, the thing is, I'm gonna have to put it into a. I'm gonna have to put it into a PowerPoint and then blow God up the damn. Jesus Christ! I, 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 I don't come here for PowerPoints. <laughs> I'm trying to get away from. You I'm get trying, enough of that at work, brother? I'm trying to get away from that. This is my escape. So, um, with the promo, Steiner, they called Steiner a kleptomaniac, and then Sullivan is nuts calling out the Road Warriors. That was like my note because he called out the Road Warriors, and I'm like, bruh, you might not want to do that. That might not be the the angle you want to work here. Man, I watched that Dark Side of the Ring. They, I, I'm calling them sir. Road Warriors? Yes. Okay, it does not say... What's it say? Rat Squirt. It says Gritty something. Gritty's Rat Squirt. No, it's Gritty. The The top says Gritty, and then the, the, the on the bottom it says something else. It definitely doesn't say Rat Squirt, though. I think it does. I mean, y'all can see it right there. Look at it. I can't. It's so tiny. Is, is it? Oh, okay. We're finally uh, breaking the news after all these years. It's so tiny. Gritty something. Anyway. Okay. We'll keep moving. So after Sullivan, Rotunda, and Dr. Death, we get a match. The Royal Warriors defeat Dale Laparus and Mike Jackson. God, Dale Laparus is destroyed with the finisher. Yeah. Um, holy shit. He took shit. it good. Yeah, he took it good. And this is one of those 1985-1986 callbacks to the Warriors just running into the ring and just beating some ass. Um, Doc, any thoughts? Well, we didn't get the run to the ring or the. That's true. And he, it's doesn't take long. This poor guy here it comes. He's so string bean too. Yeah. Very linky. You know, he doesn't have any. It'd be the guy in football that you say he runs too up and down. Oh, look at him. He's just, oh, no. He got flipped over for the 180. Yeah. And that's that. Well. <laughs> um, What about the Real Warriors promo, Doc? What do you have from that? I actually thought it was decent, and I thought Ellering was good. Yeah, let me go to it. And if Ellering is good, you probably need to listen to it because it doesn't happen very often. Well, yeah, Steven Javorski usually fast-forwards through that. Here it is. And what team you champions, know? as you know, gentlemen, the number one contenders, always the U.S. Tag Team Champions. I'm sure you heard Kevin Sullivan out here issuing a challenge to you gentlemen to put up these belts. Tony Schiavone! What Kevin Sullivan! Steve Wim! You gotta be kidding me! I think you're joking! I don't think you even got the nerve to sign a contract. Tell him, huh? Tony Schiavone! You know, you don't gotta be crazy to wrestle, but it sure helps a lot. But in your case, Kevin Sullivan, crazy's not gonna help you. It's gonna be a deterrent. Something bad for you, something good for us. Because when we're done, we'll snack on Sullivan, we'll dine on Duck, and dead men will never have made money. Tell them animal. You know, sometimes, Giovanni, what I think we've got going on here, like I said before, in the United States, we didn't seem to be able to trust anybody. Our other partner went did some sticking cherry for some sniveling brats, and he wasn't there to defend our six-man title. The other guy had a hog all the action, come in there, show everybody he's a big superstar. The heck with the United States. 
We went to Japan and we found the biggest, baddest partner we could find to be our six-man champion. And his name is Tenru, one of the most feared men in Japan. One thing the Japanese are known for is their respect and their loyalty. And if he's going to be loyal to us, he's going to kick butt with us. Tell him, huh? Precious Paul, manager of manager. What do you got to say to Kevin Sullivan? Well, Hawk, I think Kevin Sullivan provides for everybody a unique perspective on the human condition. That's what you do, Kevin Sullivan. You are an indignant slob, a pugnacious infidel, and you opened your big mouth and you better keep it shut. And he's dumb, too. So an announcement here that Tenru teaming up with the Road Warriors to become the World Six-Man Champs. Still to come in our second hour, Mike Rotunda and Rick Steiner for the World TV title. Don't you dare go away. I mean, they've been supposed to name a third member of their team, so it's finally happened. Uh, what the hell Ten is Paul? Do you think Tenru resonated with the people? No. Sure. I don't know. I mean, he didn't resonate with me at that time, but I took what they said for what it's worth and was like, okay, he must be a badass. I mean, if they're going to sign, like, think about it. If the Road Warriors are going to say this guy is legit, then I'm going to believe him. Why y'all hating on Paul, man? He was all right there. He called him. I'm not hating on him. What the hell is he wearing? A safari clothes. Yeah, his fucking Panama Jack outfit. <laughs> Look at him. The hat, man. The hat sets it off. Motherfucker oh looks like he's down at the fucking log riot. <laughs> Six flags and shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? He pop, he's over there popping himself. He's laughing at his own joke. <sighs> I'm a funny motherfucker, motherfucker. Sure you are. Um, All right, what other thoughts on the Warriors right there, Doc? Man, can you imagine the match with them and Sullivan and Dr. Death? You're going to get to see it. Yeah, Somebody's going to get their ass whipped. I just don't. Yeah. It, it it seems in this whole episode, people are shooting promos on people that you wouldn't think they would be shooting promos on. Airtight, brother. So, so are they faces again? Well, they're to, they're, well, they just said they don't like America. So that's nice. They I think. That. I think this is just Mike's opinion on it. Obviously, I in my opinion. I just think like, okay, they did the thing. Okay, with Dusty and Dusty got spiked and then, you know, Dusty's now leaving. I think like they just realized, man, these dudes, they're, they're just not heels. Like it, it, we can't boo them. So like, I, and I think right now, though, they're still trying to be heels, even though they're about to go up against the varsity club. And I just think over time, like in the next few weeks and month or whatever, how they have this feud with the varsity club. They just like TBS realize like nobody's gonna boo these dudes even when they say they hate Americans like nobody's gonna boo them. But this to Harper's not happen. But, but to Harper's point, who's booking this shit and letting all this go on? Yeah, and then I mean later on, Larry Zabisco shoots a promo on Flair for some yeah. fucking reason. Man, it is a wild west. So the money mark Jimmy... bought the promotion. We can do whatever we want. No, no. Yeah. I think this is the time period, and Corny's talked about this a bunch of times. I think this is the time period where Jimmy Crockett took over as a maintenance booker. Like, that's that's Corny's words, not mine. Uh, and this is before, I think, 
George Scott started booking. So like I think I think like well, we're in the in between period right here where if that's where, the case, then Jimmy Crockett has as much booking potential as he does charisma. Oh. Well he Corny said that. Like he and Crockett even said it. He's like, Jimmy, I you know, I'm I'm not a booker, you know, I'm but I believe think he was like the maintenance booker at this time if my if if i'm getting my timeline right that's what i think is going on and then, and then even here when fucking eddie comes out flair's like who are you gonna bring in the road wars they're all friends i'm like yeah really when did that fucking happen <laughs> <laughs> well let's go to what hopper's talking about right now um here that is I gotta say right now that what you did was so disgusting and very, very unbecoming of a champion. Yeah, what I did is go out there and have the best match possible with what I had in the ring. Now, if you don't like that, that's tough. Because what I did at Starcade, I went out and did what I said. I beat Bam Bam Bigelow. I said I was gonna go out here and beat Eddie Gilbert, and that's exactly what I did, right, Chip? Why did you get in the ring, may I ask, please? You know, I can't figure out either. I'm wearing a $1,200 silk custom-made suit. Why'd I get in the ring? Because I'm in that frame of mind. You know what? It's a new year. It's a new year for Ted Turner. It's a new year for the National Wrestling Alliance. And that means whoo, it's a new year for the champions in this great sport. And for the mastermind that makes it go round and round, we're going to make this the biggest and best year ever for the four horsemen. Whether you like it or <laughs> What's your problem? That's what I just If you want to wrestle one-on-one, I respect that. You're the world heavyweight champion. You're the U.S. heavyweight champion. You guys want to fight two-on-one? That's when I got to go call somebody. And I went and called somebody. And I've already discussed this with the Turner people. I've already discussed this with Mr. Crockett's people. And I just want to ask you to do one thing for me, sir. I want you to just look at one of these cameras and agree that next week, right here on the Superstation, you and you, with you, will wrestle me and my partner that I just made a phone call. You've either got to be awful tough or awful stupid. And I saw you earlier today, and you didn't look so tough. And you got to be awful stupid to walk out here. That's the World Heavyweight Champion, United States Champion. Now, you call, you tell me you already called somebody? I've already got them. It's lined up. All you got to do is say yes. And there's somebody willing to yeah, jump into your mess kit with what you already got involved in. My partner. You want to wrestle us? Yeah, right, right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Who you got? That's the road. We already beat him. Losers out. Losers out. We've already established some losers. The road warriors are our friends. And that man Bigelow, he just kicked his tip. You got somebody. I've got somebody. All you got to do is say yes. Y'all are so right, confident. Just say yes. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sick, and, I'm sick and tired of looking at you, okay? I'm really sick and tired of looking at you. And I got more important things to do. So I will give you a verbal commitment. You're talking about next week. I'll give you a verbal commitment next week. Anybody who won't accept Luger, and you got your match. Right. And maybe we'll see the last of you, finally. Thank you. You guys are for the biggest surprise of your life. <laughs> Well, I hope that you'll keep your word. I hope that you'll look in the camera and keep your word this time. I always keep my word. Who could he possibly get? You think I look worried? Eddie Gilbert. Who would even? Well, I think, I hope that we take this seriously. 
You're not taking this seriously at all, are you? I'll tell you what. You know, for a moment, there was a little humorous injection into this whole thing. But the bottom line is, anybody that's fool enough to walk out here and get in my face and get in Barry Windham's face after what we just did to him is a real man. And I'm going to give you a do, Gilbert. If you're man enough to bring in somebody out here next week, you got the match. Plan on it. But this time, you and your partner won't walk out of that ring. Bet on it. No holds barred, right? Ladies and gentlemen, there you're here. We'll talk more about that in the program. And now let's go up to Paul E. Dangerously. I mean, this this does lead to the most memorable memorable thing in 1989. But yeah, you know, um, Hopper, I hear you when you say <laughs> Flair's going. Uh, who you got the Rick? Uh, who you got the Road Warriors? They're our friends. Uh, so Hopper, what are your thoughts on this promo? I'm like, when he said that, I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> no. Then I was like, oh, okay. Well, this is must be when it when it happens. So I was about to watch the uh, the uh, next episode just to watch it, but it, it was like four in the morning last night. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to bed. Four Jesus in the morning, Christ. Jesus Christ! Oh my God, I woke up at five. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> up at five. Well, I was uh, oh. watching this and and uh, killing some rolling rocks. Mm. <laughs> Doc, he lives in a different world, doesn't he? Quarantine life, brother. Different universe. I gotta stay mm-hmm. safe. What? I got. I have to stay safe. How is pounding ass unprotected part of that plan? Oh, look at fake news. <laughs> <laughs> that absolutely. That absolutely proves my point. <laughs> okay. Doc, your thoughts on that promo from Barry, JJ, and Ric Flair right there with Eddie Gilbert running in? I thought Rick kind of saved it all at the end by going, okay, there was some levity, but, you know, I'll put it over. If you're man enough and that's stupid to come out here, we'll take it seriously. And I thought that part was good, but it's about to it's about to pop off in the promotion, pal. Yeah. I mean, this is how they introduce a big part some, of 1989. Something. Yeah. Is there anybody listening that doesn't know who we're talking about? I, I'm going to assume there's nobody listening that wouldn't know, but you never know. I, I mean, there are actually. We call it, well, we call it straight down the middle and like it's happening when it's happening. So we yeah. can't give it away. Yeah. Fucking Van Hammer. Shut up. <laughs> Van Hammer. Paulie's Midnight Express defeat Trent Knight and Bob Emery. Doc, anything from this? Mm, I don't think so. Opera, what about you? I mean, these these guys are good and enhancement talent. They're only interesting to me if they're fighting Corny's Midnight Express. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, you heard me. You heard me. I didn't okay. stutter, Dick. Okay. Well, let's go to Paul Lee after the match. His him and his Midnight Express are out there. I think Paul Lee's got something to say. Here it is. Fans, we're back here with Paul E. Dangerously and the original Midnight Express. And quite obviously, I would assume that 
because of recent developments that is the reason you're so happy, almost to the point of being a little Tommy crazy. Edwards. Tommy Edwards is the producer of this show and the director of this show, and he has a film. Tommy, I watched the monitor right here. Play the film so everybody at home can see what we did. It's not, I'm looking at the monitor. Here it is. Now watch what happens. You see, Jim Cornette is such a fool. He thinks that he's going to get his hands up Holly dangerously, and my two men are going to let him do it. Well, watch what happens when you mess with lover boy Dennison Ravishing Randy. Watch what happens when you play one-upmanship with the Midnight Express. That's what happens, Jim Cornette. Just like you did a couple of years ago to a broad whose name I ain't gonna mention on national television, I did it to you again. Everything you've done, I can do better, Jimmy. You see, I'm one-up on you, man. You said that nobody could take the name of the Midnight Express, and everybody recognizes Loverboy Dennison Ravishing Randy. That's the Midnight Express. You came out here for years with a tennis racket, and you say you're the best manager in the business, and now all the magazines say that I'm the best manager in the business. You see, Jimmy, the score is one to nothing. But let's set the record straight right now. You're still in the NWA. You're still coming out here on national television. You're still running your yapper like your mama never taught you to shut up. So let me tell you something. I'm not going to come out here and say, Jimmy Cornett, that I'm going to put you in a grave because that's taking things a little too far. But I will tell you this. When it comes to careers, I'm obsessed with your demise. And one of us has got to go because this town ain't big enough for the both of us, my man. So when it comes to careers, you think it's over when I leave. And I think it's over when I spit on your career's grave. You're out of the NWA. I promise you. All right, fans, we'll talk to Jim Cornette and see his team in action. But right now, let's go back up to the ring. Doc, what are your thoughts on Paul Lee and his Midnight Express right there? I really like that line, I'm obsessed with your demise. I, thought I that had was, that same I, thing. I thought that was good. And it, he's keeping it, uh-oh, look who's out now. He's keeping it fresh. I mean, he's he's refreshing his old team, the Diffies back there. All right, yeah. yeah. I like that line, too. Hopper, anything? I just, man, Paul Lee's good, huh? He's all right. I would love wow. to see, it's. I like watching him and Jim Duel with the promos. And it sucks it's going to come to an end. Why is it? Why does anything have to come to an end? I know. Well, huh? they're, they're going to duel for a while longer, but it just will be without one of the Midnights. Uh, yeah, it'll be without one of the Midnights. They're going to duel. They're going to duel, though. Even after the Midnight, even after that, the one Midnight team is gone. They're still gonna duel on the mic. Just that one of them will have a different team. No spoilers here, brother. Everything's yeah. airtight. Okay. Any other thoughts, Hopper? Nah. Just he's he's just really good at his fucking job. Yeah, Paulie is very good. All right. We go to Larry Zabisco and Al Perez with Gary Hart and Abdullah is at ringside. They defeat George South and Curtis Thompson. There is Larry Zabisco and his uh, Western States Heritage title hopper. That's right. There it is, baby. <laughs> any, any thoughts on uh, this five-star classic? I mean, he's still the champ. 
I forgot about Larry. I thought he 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 uh, left the the fucking promotion. <laughs> they stick these two together every year around this time, <laughs> or every now and then they put them in a tag match. Oh boy, man, everything was airtight, brother. Doc, your yeah. thoughts. And Abdullah's running around the outside. That made me nervous. It made and can me you nervous imagine, too. Can you imagine being like a Boy Scout and you go to the wrestling that day, and you're sitting there, and now Abdullah's ten feet from you? Get the no. man, I'd, I'd have been. Uh, where's I'd have been like, where? Where's the door? Okay. Yeah. Please show me the door. <laughs> All right. No other thoughts, Odoc. No. <laughs> What did y'all think of this promo that's coming up? Man, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I guess that means play it. Uh, here it is. It'll be very difficult for Gary Hart not only to have to pay attention to the match, but had to control Abdul the Butcher a couple times. But I want to ask you a question. Rumors circulate, as you know, in the NWA all the time, and these two men certainly worthy of going after Ric Flair in the World Heavyweight title. The, the scuttlebutt is that they have put pressure on you because of your close alliance to James J. Dillon to break that off and sign world title matches for them. Did they put pressure on you? They put tremendous pressure on me, and I believe they've got every right to put that pressure. I was letting them down. I wasn't going after you, Ricky, because of my association with Jimmy Dillon. Now, I want to make it perfectly clear. I have the utmost respect for you as a wrestling champion. I think that you are probably, without a doubt, the greatest champion to ever wear the NWA title. You have held that belt five different times. But now it's time, Ricky, to try for six. Because let me tell you something. Al Perez is the greatest piece of work that has come along in the wrestling since young Ricky Flair. You talk about yourself being a 60-minute man. Well, if that's true, he's a 90-minute man. You have wrestled some great people, and you have gotten by. But let me tell you something, Flair, and let me tell you something, J.J. Dillon. If you get your nose in the match that's coming up in Florida with Al Perez against you, Ricky Flair, I promise you, Dillon, you will receive a personal visit from none other than the chief boogeyman, Abdullah himself, the butcher. So if you want to play in my ballpark, Dylan, you're in a lot of trouble. You have wrestled the best. You think now you're going to get the best. Perez and Sabisco. Yeah, let me just say something quick. Because 1980, I retired one legend. 1987, I retired another legend. And Flair, you're the one that I want to retire the most. Because you're just like I am. You're the cream of the crop like I am. We're the best of the best. And in 1989, 14 glorious years, Giovanni, Larry Zabisco's going to be the heavyweight champion of the world. All right, fans, Dick Murdoch still to come and more action ready for this time out. I love Gary Hart, but Gary Hart calling J.J. Jimmy and Rick Ricky and then Gary Hart Claiming Al Perez is the greatest piece of work since a young Ricky Flair. I, uh, okay, Doc, your thoughts. I always liked it when he called him Ricky Flair because it's all like I'm familiar with every. I'm a little too familiar with everybody. And how did I get that? You know, connotation. I thought Gary Hart was great. What is Zabisco doing? 
Don't get too used to them. No. Well, who's gonna who's gonna get the Western Heritage Belt next? Don't get too used to him. He goes to AWA, right? Don't get too used to him. I really don't remember what he does at that. I just don't. I think remember he was him. their last champion. I, I I just don't remember what what I'm saying is I don't remember I don't remember him doing I don't remember him on a lot of Saturday nights around this time. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just not remembering it. But yeah, don't get too used to him. But Harper, okay. any thoughts on Gary Hart? I mean, I, I I would just wonder why the fuck's Larry pissed at Flair. Yeah, what? he says he's going to be the next world champion. Yeah, sure thing, sure thing, Jack. <laughs> he's the living uh, legend. The living legend. I like Sabisco. He's a funny dude. If you ever listen to him on um shoot interviews and whatnot. But all right, we'll keep going. We got Dick Murdoch, who defeats Eddie Sweat. Boy, Dick Murdoch just shows up every now and then, and here he is, and he defeats Eddie Sweat. Doc, anything from it? So Dick Murdoch's back? Yeah. You know how it is with Dick. Jesus, man. Was he off selling Coors Light for a while? Um, Probably. Is he a, is he a baby face or a heel? <laughs> well, why, why? Why? Why would you even ask that question? Well, I don't think anybody... details. I don't think anybody could even know that. Does it matter? I guess not. Fuck it. I mean, he's been Fuck in a it, million. T- he's been in a million times on Saturday night, and sometimes he's a heel, sometimes he's a face, and one thing's for certain: he never sticks around for long. But, Harper, you got anything from Murdoch? No, I'm like, okay, it's Dick. It's Dick Murdoch. I guess I'll see him. He's like. You know, fucking Haley's Comet. Comes in for his cup of coffee. Yeah, then he leaves. Yeah. Well, I tell you who's not a cup of coffee. It's Missy mm. out here. Interviewing What's up, Rick girl? Mm. God, I, Missy. I heard she's been interacting with the show on social media. Well, you know, I tagged her in that tweet. That <laughs> you tagged her? We're trying to get Harper to do that. Tagged hey. her in the tweet. Tagged her in a tweet with her and Humper Dan. Tagged her in a tweet. That sounds awful. And uh, she responded, or or I said, hey, Missy. And uh, she said, I was okay sometime. I said, oh, Missy, we love you. She's all the way live all the time until. She responded to us, though. And that's that's some of that shit girls do. I I was okay. Bitch. (laughs) She knew she was all. Wait, 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 wait. You calling Missy out of her name? No, I'm just saying. She She's saying knew in she, general. Yeah, she knew right there in that green dress. She was all the way live. Man, I guess she was all the way live from all the way back. Imagine her in high school. Who's Missy right here, Doc? You looked it up last week. You remember? Man, she's 69 years old. No, 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 no. right here, uh, Doc. I'll- look it up, and then we'll talk about it after the promo. Okay. All right. Let's go to Flair and Missy. Missy, if you're listening, we love mm. you. Mm. so much. I want to. Here it is. Here's Missy and Rick. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the nature boy, Rick Flair. And besides being sexier than Don Johnson and Sylvester Stallone combined, he is 
the world's heavyweight champion. Now, Rick, a lot of people are saying that at Starcade that you cheated against Lex Luger to keep your belt. And, you know, I know that Ric Flair wouldn't cheat, now would you? Well, Missy, you have to know from the bottom of your heart that Ric Flair is not capable of cheating. Ric Flair is not the kind of athlete that would go out in that ring and do anything but wrestle to the best of his ability. Well, as we just saw there, you picked up a chair and you're about to hit Lex on the leg with it. Well, Missy, let me explain something to you. In the heat of the battle, every once in a while, things get carried away. And as you can see right here, Rick has nothing in the, in the ring illegal right now. All Rick Flair is doing is administering one of the worst beatings in the history of Lex Luger's career. And as you can see, Luger's leg just wasn't strong enough to support yeah, but, the massive bulk of Rick <laughs> yeah, Flair. Yeah, but I just I saw put you put your feet on, on the those ropes to keep my balance. That's all. Rick Flair beat Lex Luger clean as clean can be. Well, now you're going around and telling everybody, well, I'm not going to wrestle Lex Luger anymore. And, I mean, Lex Luger's a worthy um, to go up against oh, your belt. You I mean, Luger are you is scared? Lex Adonis Lex Luger is the people's choice. Let's put it on the line, Missy. He's the golden Adonis. He's the man that everybody picked to dethrone Ric Flair from his Woo! World's Heavyweight Wrestling Championship! But Luger, you can't style and you can't profile. You're not riding in limousines. You're not flying in jet airplanes. And you can't have any woman in the world you want just like that, pal, because you're not Ric Flair. And I don't care what it costs me. I don't care what I got to give Ted Turner, what I've got to pay my attorneys. You have had your last match with the world's heavyweight wrestling champion. You understand that? Sit down, grasp it. And for all you hundreds of thousands of people that thought it would happen again, it won't. It's over. Luger has had his last shot at Ric Flair. That means you will never wrestle for the world's title again as long as I'm champion. Now, Missy, that isn't too hard to understand, is it? Ric Flair, Ted Turner, I'm the man that brought Moses Malone to Atlanta. I'm the greatest athlete alive. I am Missy a kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing, limousine-riding, woo, jet-flying, set up again. They call Woo! The nature boy! Man. She got... She's, she's, start, she's starting to hydrate down there. <laughs> Missy, I, I looked it up during the promo. She's 28 right there. Damn, I didn't think she was that old. No, no, she's 25. No, she's not. She's 25 there. She was born in 63, Doc. That would make her 28. Right Come there. Come on, Doc. Is that She's true? She's the end of 63. Anyway. That would make her 25. Okay. That would make her 25. That's right. I'm doing the math wrong. You see? He's <laughs> a fucking doctor. You got an associate's degree. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> And I was just—I I was trying to be nice. 
I was trying to be nice about it and not show you up, but I mean, <laughs> I, I really, I looked, I looked at it and I, yeah, I messed that one up. He's a. I, I think we're starting to see why it took Mike 20 years to get out of college. <laughs> Carry that one, motherfucker. Carry the one. It was probably 23 Actually, years. He just can't count. I got my. I finished the. I finished the math early on, man. What are you talking about? I got that done quickly. I took I, I took algebra and I took um what was my uh what was my second math? Um god damn it, uh statistics. Anyway. Sounds horrible. It does, it was terrible. Oh, oh anyway. Alright. Oh. 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 Thoughts on Ric Flair right there, Doc. Man, he brought Moses Malone to Atlanta. That's a key accomplishment. He's the world champion. I loved it when he was like, I would never cheat. And he's carrying the chair. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> he said, I am not capable of cheating. <laughs> As he's carrying you, a chair. Are that you is, talking about your wife or wives or your opponent, Rick? That is phenomenal. I'm just asking. Missy was in a trance. Uh, what did you What did you have from this, Hopper? Yeah, he he was like a kind of what you're talking about. <laughs> fake news. Fake news. He was fake news in it. Uh, any other thoughts, Hopper? No, I, I was just glad to see Missy. Me too. We love you, Missy. Come on the show sometime and chat it up with us. Mm. Doc, anything else before we keep going to the Midnight Express here? What are the chances that he and her did things? I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not speculating on that. I'm not I'm not speculating on we that. We need to have Missy on the show to tell us. When did she marry uh, Eddie Gilbert? When did they get so, married? What's that got to do with anything? Oh, she, come on, man. <laughs> you see? You're talking about me. I think she married Eddie before this. I think um, I think they're already married. As the, as oh, the really? Uh, all right. Yeah. Actually, I think they're. I don't remember how long they stayed married, but I think, um, yeah, they're married here, I believe. Anyway, okay, uh, we'll keep going. Uh, Jim Cornette, it's Midnight Express, defeat Keith Steinborn and Gary Royal. Uh, Cornette yaps on commentary and tells us that the rumors of his demise are unfounded. Uh, I'm about to show it here. Stan hits his wiggle mid match. With the ladies in a crowd just loving it. It's coming up right here. Just give them a second. Dick dancing. <laughs> yeah. He's got a whole routine with a dude. He's calling a false he's calling a sexy false start. Let me ask y'all a question. He does this weekly almost. Does it ever get old? No. No. Look here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Dick oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's phenomenal. You know in some Motel 6 in some small shipwater town at back at the hotel room, he tried to get Jimmy to do one of those. <laughs> come on, Jimmy. Jimmy, come here. Let me show you. Just wiggle your hips and do the thing with your arms. It's just, come on, Jimmy. Come on, Jimmy. Jimmy's like, Stan, shut the fuck. Leave me alone. I'm eating my pizza potato chips. 
I got my diet sprite. <laughs> my whole pizza. God damn. Leave me the fuck alone, Stan. <laughs> you know that's how it went down. Of I mean, course. I'm not making... I'm not saying anything he hasn't said. He's no. like talking about. He always talks about going back to the hotel room and get his pizza. Oh boy. Anyway. Uh, oh, but uh, any other thoughts on this match, Doc? I didn't have anything. Yeah. Uh, he, Corny does say on commentary that Condry is so sick he reads the obituary to his kids, <laughs> and Paulie is so horrible when <laughs> when you have a kid like him, it will make your mother. Uh, tie their tubes uh alluding to oh uh, paulie's mom tying her tubes look at stan he does another wiggle right here i just caught it mm-hmm. <laughs> he's happy with himself there he got five from corny <laughs> oh jesus christ i hope corny washed that hand afterwards you don't know where that shit's been that's nice Speaking of Corny, uh, I believe this is the last promo we'll play from this episode. Let's go to Corny now. Uh, he's got something to say, and uh, this is a good one. Here it is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here on Superstation TBS, and earlier I had the non-privilege of speaking or listening to Paul E. Dangerously, and I want to say I try to really remain objective out here, well, you but should. I can't. Re- well, I, no, that subject I shouldn't. You He's should. getting under my skin, and these people as well. You know, they say, Jim Cornette, you're a problem, child. Wish I had five cents for every time I heard that. From school teachers, from my relatives, from my mother, Jim Cornette, you're a problem, child. Stan Lane, when he was in grade school, he got Valentine's cards from his teachers. Stan Lane was a problem, child. Bob Eaton used to run around Huntsville, Alabama with a band of hoodlums till all hours of the night. Bob Eaton was a problem, child. We've always done things our way. We're hard-headed, we get it done, we do it our way, and we stay on top because we're good. But now Paulie Dangerously comes out here, he wants to play the Midnight Express game. He wants to act like a horse's rear end. I wrote a book on that a long time ago. And most of all, Paulie Dangerously wants to get rid of Jim Cornette. You got a little VTR? Go ahead and show the VTR. He can show one I can too, Starcade 88. We won the match, and we had the moment of glory ripped from us because that little punk, while I was trying to get a hold of him, Condrid Rose got me from behind and dusted us off real good. Paulie, you think we're back in the Old West, and you're the cocky young punk that's going to come and take the old aging gunfighter and blow him away and be the new fastest gun in the West. Well, let me tell you something, Paulie, and you get this through your head. For one thing, I'm 27 years old. I ain't ready for the rest home yet. For another thing, for every one time that that cocky young punk blew that old gunfighter away and became the fastest gun in the West, there were 1,000 snotty-nosed punks that got that snotty nose blowed straight off their face and got a one-way ticket to Boot Hill. And, Paulie, that's what you are. You're a snotty-nosed punk managing a cheap imitation tag team that beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan are going to take care of. And, Polly, you want to show down with me, brother? You want to play the Midnight Express game with me? Well, we'll play. But just remember, I wrote the rule book, and the rules say the game ain't over until I win. They're going to take care of your team. You're up to me. And, Polly, you show down with me. You're going to turn into the shakiest gun in the West, pal. Yeah, so, pal. Um, when Stan was in grade school, he got Valentine's cards from his teachers. Harper, did uh, you take that as Stan was banging his teachers? Yeah. 
That's he's nice. Bad, he's got a bad. He's got a bad. He's hot for the teacher. No, no, no. Teacher's hot for him. I got my pencil. Give me something to write on, man. Yeah. Where's that from? I don't know, but I know that song you just sang. Yeah. She got it bad, bad, bad. She's hot for teacher. He got it so, so bad. He's hot for teacher. But it's the other way around. He Teacher's actually hot for him. So cold. I read about your lessons. It's also cold. Okay. I know about this school. Can we, can, we, can we get back to the promo? Please. I'm just, I'm just thinking about 1984 when Stan was banging and Van Halen was the best rock and roll band in the world. They were my first favorite band. Yeah. That... I was a little bit young for Kiss to be right in that era, and Van Halen just swooped in and was the. They were Brick Flair, man. Yeah. That shit was hot, bro. Jumping on that shit. Might as well jump, jump, go ahead, jump. Look at you. Gotta know. I don't know what the hell. I'm just reciting something that feels like it's playing in my head. That's pretty good for you. That's all right. It's really the best we could have hoped for out of here. Personally, I hope. Personally, I like. Welcome to the jungle. We got well, that was, games. That was a couple of waves later, dude. Yeah, that was like make you bleed. Like Damn, later. you got to go yeah, from like Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, and Led Zeppelin over to Kiss and Aerosmith, over to Van Halen, then a Goofy whole bunch of bands that try to sound like Led Zeppelin with poofy hair, and then got to heaven. Think I remember, remember that? Huh? Remember Kingdom Come? No. No. Oh. Get it on. Uh what about Badlands? Badlands. Jakey e. Lee was in that band? Uh-uh. They all man all of a sudden you don't know hair metal. Come on. I'm sorry. Sitting over there with your Bang Tango records. <laughs> Can, right. can we talk about how Stan is banging teachers and how, like, in 2020, I, 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 if that line would have been thrown out, like, just, the whole promotion would have been canceled? I just took that as a given that he was banging his teachers. So what grade is he banging these teachers in? All of them. All of them. Oh, my God. From Freshman Stan. To fucking kindergarten. Senior. Yeah. Kindergarten. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm just amazed by that. Okay. All right. Um, Doc, Corny is 27 years old right now at this moment. Okay. Uh, actually, I think he's in his 50s, but. No, I mean, 1989. God, Mike, you're so dumb. I know, man. I'm just dumb. All right. Well, we, can't, we can't trust you to calculate any more ages. Dude, so. I was messed up on that Missy one. I can't lie. I like it, too, because <laughs> you were trying to make me look dumb. I know. I made myself look like an idiot. But you know what? Unlike you, I can admit when I'm wrong. You're always wrong, but never admit well, it. Well, the next time I'm wrong, I'll admit it. <laughs> <laughs> look at that meme. Uh, what? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> when you're true? eating, when you're eating whipped cream off your wife's asshole, and your kid walks in and asks for juice. Come on. Is that how what? it is? No. <laughs> well, Doc doesn't use whipped cream. He uses peanut butter, so it's slightly different. How would you know that? Yes, you told me once. Oh. We don't like the whipped cream. We like the peanut butter. Uh, come on, man. I like to give up sensible proteins. In. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. All right. So uh, It's a good lean protein, right? Uh, any other thoughts on Jim Cornette you, right there? You want to do now? creamy, though. You don't want to do crunchy because you might get a mistake back there. You know? Oh, <laughs> stop. <laughs> uh, Doc, any other thoughts on Cornette's promo? No. All right. Hopper, anything from you? No. So then we go to a pretty big match on this week's episode. We, we have an, another big match with Rick Steiner versus Mike Rotunda for the NWA World TV title. Uh, this this was another match where the fans were into it in the in the arena. It, could, it would have been even better if they were in like uh, one of the buildings in eighty six, eighty seven. We've seen a few of these on this episode. You know, the first match we kicked it off, but after a good ten minutes, of course, we get another run in like we had in the first match with Gilbert and Wyndham. This time we get Doctor Death uh, running in. The bell rings. We get a DQ. Uh, then they assist Rotunda with a pile driver onto uh, Steiner. Uh, St- Sullivan tries to steal Steiner's dog. The dog looks a little terrified. JYD and Hayes end up coming out and saving Steiner and his dog. Doc, any thoughts on this match? Uh, they went a while, but you know you knew you weren't going to get a clean finish as we rewatch this. Man, these guys were in some ways the unsung heroes of Starcade. Yeah, Steiner, no, huh? For real. Steiner just Steiner just keeps coming, man. And Rotunda's no slouch, obviously. Man, Steiner throws a ah, Steiner lines that are just sad. Did you see it? Go back to the very beginning of this match. Right, right at the very beginning. Did Watch the clothesline um, uh, uh, Mike Rotunda gives him. Did they do a super kick after the bell? No. Okay. This no. is the very beginning, like yeah, when well, Steiner's coming out. It's like right when the bell rings. Okay, this is coming up then. Kyle, I love that TV title. Mm-hmm. Nice looking belt. Why you got to bring up old shit? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Tony's making the announcement. Mm-hmm. Making the announcement mm-hmm. from Syracuse, New York, home of the Orange Men. Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Jim Brown. Look at Steiner out there with the kids. <laughs> with the Bama guy. Yeah, with the Bama guy. and uh... What a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what okay. the fuck? It must come right after this, Hopper. Okay. Come on. come on. Shut up, Doc. You shut up, dick. All right, here it is. Now they're uh, formally starting this thing. Man, Steiner's built here too, man. He's built. Just looks great. And Sullivan throws the damn step at it. Oh God! Damn. <laughs> and just clubs him. Oh, yeah. look at that left hand line. And I can't wait to see if it if it gave him a receipt, but 
I didn't see it. No, I just think that's just two guys working hard, dude. Cause, yeah. And, I mean, they were friends, so, I mean, I'm sure, you know, it wasn't. But that was stiff, Harper. <laughs> well, he, these guys are these guys are going to make it look good. He laid it in, man. Look, they got up there. Look, I know this was a good match. I mean, you weren't going to get a clean finish. You knew that, but it was a good match. Yeah. And they got out there and worked their tails off. And I, I thought this was – it's not the last match of the episode, but I thought – it was somewhat of a the ending match because after this we get Luger and Sting versus Agent Steel and Bob Holiday, but this, this yeah that was which is a snooze fest I won't even cover it but this match was good Doc what did you have from it? Uh, man, we started hot we're ending hot. I got no complaints. No Physica- physicality with personal issues. Gee, oh, and it's and it's a, a TV. TV match and the TV titles on the line like we used to do a lot back in the day. I remember 85, 86, and so now we're defending the TV title on TV. I like it. Good stuff. Good stuff. This should have been the finish of the episode. Can we oh, agree absolutely. on that? Oh, yeah. No shit, man. No, no doubt. Like I said, at the end, they get the whole thing. Dr. Death comes out. It's a DQ. You know, Steiner wins because of the DQ. And then they pile drive Steiner and, and Sullivan tries to steal Steiner's dog and the dog is just terrified. JYD and Hayes have to come out. So all that goes down. But it should have been the end. But after, like I said, the next match, they get Luger and Sting who defeat Agent Steel and Bob Holiday. And then they have a, a Luger and Sting promo. And this Lex repeats how he had Flair beat the last two times at the Bash uh, and at Starcade. And JR mentions Butch Reed is coming in. And that's how yeah. they go off air. Um that was it. Doc, did you have any other thoughts as that's how they went off air? Butch Reed, dude. Yeah, Butch Reed. You, when I mentioned him, and that's the one thing that popped in my head, well, where the fuck's Ron Simmons at? He's coming back soon. Yeah, yeah buddy. But this is January. There's still a mm, three, four months. There's a ways off from Doom happening, though. Yeah. So... Like he'll be, he he's Simmons is coming back in a while, and then you know Breed is coming in, but you know we got a little bit before we get Doom, which that'll be fun. And that's how this week's episode of uh, Saturday Night on TBS from January Fourteenth, Nineteen Eighty Nine, ends. Uh, we do need to rate this thing, and we need to hand out a couple of Rolexes before we do so. I want to remind you, uh, and please consider becoming a patron at tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. We've done a bunch of uh, live streams uh, since this quarantine thing started. And as of this recording, you have already heard the next live stream we're we're doing where, what are we talking, Doc? The top five candies? Yeah. That sounds silly, but if it's anything like the top five cereals, it'll be well worth it. (laughs) Totally agree. We learned that that, that Harper has a second superpower on top of knowing what kind of cars people drive is that he's aware of every cereal that was manufactured in the 1980s. <laughs> Fucking know what I did today? Uh-oh. I sent uh-oh. off the little two Pruta purchases for a fucking Captain Crunch figure. <laughs> Doc, you got to comment. Come on, have something for us here. This is great. I don't know what to say. Are you going to stuff it up your girl's ass? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Grow up. Make, make sure you tie a string to his feet. <laughs> <laughs> so I can pull him out like an aliens. I, I mean, like a uh, poltergeist. 
when they got the rope around them. Could have come out covered in that same jelly. They throw the tennis balls in there. And they... <laughs> what? What's wrong with y'all? This. What's this... like? Crunch. because we wanted to rate cereals. Now you see what's going to happen on the candy. Can you imagine what's going to happen on the candies? He's going to be like, "I like Tootsie Rolls because I shove them up there and they come out warm, <laughs> <laughs> and they have an extra dark coating on them when they uh, come out." This one's extra salty. It tastes like <laughs> copper. Uh, tastes like pennies. <laughs> tastes like pennies. Tastes like pennies. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, there you go. Become Oof. a patron. Become get, a patron. Tinyurl.com/slash/patreon/btt. We've been doing these live streams, but even if you can't make it to the live streams, all of those, all of that content goes up to where you can download it as an audio version as well. Again, it's tinyurl.com/slash/patreon/btt. Great way to support this show and get tons of extra content. Thank you very much for your patron out there. We appreciate it. And then also don't forget to use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. If you're shopping online on Amazon, please use that link. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, side pieces, whatever you have in your life. Give it to family members. Tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support us without spending anything extra. If you're already shopping on Amazon, it helps out the show tremendously. Now, uh, let's rate this one. Hey, I'll go first. This was a solid A. I like this show. We got two big matches. We had some good promos. We found out Stan was banging all of his teachers from kindergarten to 12th grade. Uh, I thought this was some good stuff. I mean, there was some. there's definitely some holes in the booking, as we saw. But, uh, yeah, it was fine. I'm giving it an A. Doc, what are you giving it? I'm actually going A+. Plus wow. There's New people coming in too. I like yeah. that. Okay, uh, Harper, what are you rating it? I give it an A. We had the fucking title match to start shit off. He had Steiner and uh and, and uh, Mike Rotunda for that title. We saw fucking P.S. Hayes show up. Yeah, buddy. We had two big matches: the the mm-hmm. Rotunda and Steiner match, and Wyndham and Gilbert match. I don't think you can, you know, sleep on them. I mean, we got two big matches in the studio. I mean, I mean, I know, I know, we've had plenty of times when we've had one, but to get two plus the the, the good promos we had, you know, nothing was earth shattering, but it's still good stuff. All right, Doc, who are you giving your Rolex to? Lots of potentials here, but I'm gonna go with Heaven Don't Want Us and Hell's Afraid Will Take Over. Give me Michael Hayes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Harper, who are you gonna give yours to? I am not a fucking Eddie Gilbert because he I came out like that, but I can see yeah, that. because because I know what's happening next week. Yeah, that's the tough thing about this. You, it's hard to watch this not knowing what's happening next week. So it makes yeah. what he said. You know, because like you sitting there watching '89, like, huh, what? And then yeah, because I what saw happens, this happens. last night. I was like, okay, here we go, here we go. Next week is it. 
Next week is it, and it goes on for half the Two, year. Yeah. I mean, that feud we're talking about that lights up yeah. next week. I mean, you're, half the year is going to be that in good Lord. Yeah, it's that. All right. Um, my Rolex. For for no other reason than the fact that he popped me with that stupid line, heaven don't want us and hell's afraid we'll take over. I got to give it to Hayes. That line is so stupid. I popped and I got to give it to him. So there you go. Uh, I thought about giving it to Stan for the two wiggles in the match. I don't know. That always gets me too, but there you go. So that's who's getting mine. But good stuff. Very good episode overall. I think we were all pleased with it. Um, unlike the recap show last week, right, Doc? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right, before we get out of here, I want to mention a couple of things. One, uh, shout out to Mike Prue and JV who do the ECW show on our Patreon feed. They just hit one year of ECW episodes, and they're getting into some good stuff on ECW now. And, um, yeah, so thank you, Mike. Thank you, JV, for all of your work on the ECW show. Also, uh, check them out. Check out their show, The Bottom Line Cast, as well. And check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Thanks, Joe and Quinn, for all your plugs. Give them a listen. Give the Bottom Line Cast a listen. They support us. Please support them. Uh, All right. Doc, anything else you want to mention? I mentioned what you and I talked about earlier uh, about the five-star Apple podcast gimmick. I mentioned Oh, that. yeah. But um, I know you hey, had run off. Did you want to bring it up now or you want to save it no, for next week? No, that's all. I don't have anything to say. I like it when people fight for my attention. That's nice. Um, is, this <laughs> our, is this our birthday show? Is it? It's a good, it's a good question. Um, so technically... This is the last show that will air in May of 2020. Um, the first show debuted June 2nd of 2015. So next week technically would be our uh, birthday show of five. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my birthday suit to record in. You gonna sit there butt naked in your lazy boy? Mm. You think uh, Mrs. Doc will give you a little uh, a little. <laughs> Action like Harper. Come on, man! I'm just waiting for this. I'm just waiting for Missy's segment so I can do a little. (laughs) In all seriousness, tomorrow, tomorrow, next week is a phenomenal, you know, thing. Five years, bro. Five Five years. Years of this shit. Five fucking years. How many? (laughs) How many wrestlers have tried to get out five weeks of podcast and failed? Five weeks. I mean, how many make it a year? Two, maybe three, before they start regurgitating old shit. God damn, <laughs> Austin. <laughs> He's still putting out shows. Uh, recap like old ones. Yeah, that Five sucks. Years, Five years. Not many make it. Not many make it. It's been a fun ride, but we'll talk more about that next week, right, Doc? Uh, sure. The Mud Show Podcast. Wow. Mm, the muddiest of mud. Muddiest of mud. Good Lord. Uh, maybe we'll talk. Doc, remember that time uh, that that person got mad or a couple people got mad at you when you said the Smoky Mountains were going to catch on fire because of the 
the fires that were breaking out or 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 when you said we needed to light the smoky mountains on fire you didn't literally mean they would catch on fire and uh that was back when people were figuring out that we were just kind of like crazy and they were like oh i'm so offended that you'd bring that up no i don't remember that you don't remember that lighting the smoky mountains on fire no and then they literally lit on fire all i know is that we're done with smoky mountains well, technically not, because it hasn't aired yet, but we did finish uh, it on Friday. I'm technically done, pal. I am technically done, too. Well, I'm not technically done. I have to post the shows, but I believe I've got them all edited at this point. Let me just tell you, the people out there, we have recorded episode 200. Oh, we, poured out a, we poured out a 40 on the ground but went back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> poured out a 40. Uh, what kind of 40 did you have, a Mickey or what? Oh, I love those Mickeys. I bet you do. All right, Doc. Um, Anything else before we get out of here? Let's get the fuck out. Harper, what about you? Let's roll. All right, Hawk. Hit the tagline. Take us home. Book it, bitch. <laughs>